This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Don't worry about a thing. Everything is going to be all right. Coach Sam's go-to song for 20 years. Hey, Coach, when I heard this, I said, this is going into my playlist, and I'm going to try to play it once a week. Oh, that's one of the all-time greats right there. Uh, That's Bob Marley, by the way. Every little thing going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I've got a long story about that. I I won't be able to tell you that today. Oh, dang, Coach. I thought you'd be able to tell me how you 20 years strong on Bob Marley, everything going to be all right, the quick version. Oh, it's longer than 20 years. I I listened to that song in the 70s. Oh, boy. Late 70s. Bob Marley came out big and – very inspirational music, and that you, you can see the beat, and uh, nice and even. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, oh yeah, late seventies, I was playing that just about every morning when I was trying to find my path. Wow! Don't worry about a thing. So we got a question yeah. from the from the text line from seven four eight two says, uh, Coach, with the way recruiting goes these days. Would it be advantages for a program to sort of slow roll guys, keep the contact to a minimum, let the guy know that that's your strategy in order to allow the guy to focus on school football, let them know you're highly interested and keep an eye on them from a distance? Well, if you do that, you're probably not going to get them. Mm. You know, uh, if you're going to recruit somebody, you have to recruit them. You have to go after them. You have to recruit them as hard as you can. And and then you have to make a decision. If the kid wants to make a verbal commitment to you and you feel it's strong enough, then you accept it. If you don't feel it's strong enough at the time, you might have to try to buy some time or explain to him that, you know, he's maybe not at the top tier of your recruiting list, but there's one or two people in front of him that, they're being recruited by some increasingly and intensely difficult challenges for us to get, and they'll probably be gone, and you'll be next online if they can wait. Hmm. But you have to be able to recruit a kid full tilt or don't recruit them. Coach, when you see, when you look back, and I'm, I'm, we, we're all fans of Nebraska football, you know, but, but being retired 2019-20, you probably get a little bit more time to watch. Um, what's been your thoughts on Nebraska football the last three, four years? You know, I'm finally getting back to studying and watching. Uh, I've actually started watching even a little bit more. I actually went to, to one game last year for the first time or second time since I've been gone in Lincoln. Mm. And, uh, and of course I went because Trevor is now the athletic director and, and he's, He's a great friend. He's he's more family than friend, or both, mm-hmm. in my opinion, for me. And I've not, I can't just give you just a real 
straight, quick answer on that because I'm just starting to get into watching it. Uh, off the top of my head, walk-ons. I mm. think uh, Nebraska has lost the ability to gain those great walk-ons. And, uh, you know, when you think about the depth of a Nebraska, I don't know if that, if that could ever make a comeback, but the great depth of a Nebraska was when you had enough kids in the state that you never lost, and you brought them in. And and also, of course, you know, the recruiting is different as well. When we were there, I mean, our worst record when I was at Nebraska from, from a player in 73 to when I left in 97, January 97, was 9-3. and three. Mm. So we we were the top dogs. And... And and remember that run we won when you were there. Mm-hmm. We won three. You you won three national championships. I was there for two. We won five Big Eight championships in in a big succession and all that. So it's easier to to recruit to Nebraska and all that then. So there's so many many factors. The thing I was impressed with though was the fans were still there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great because. They were all this, the the place was still full. I was there for the uh, Buffalo game, mm-hmm. and the place was still full. That's the one thing I said too was was you know the one thing that we can keep intact that the fans actually can control is the streak, for the most part. You know, coming out and yeah. supporting and 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 giving, um, you know, their support to the university. I mean, because in in the tough times is when you need it the most. It's not the good times; it's the tough times. So. Um, you averaged 10 wins in the, the 10 years you were at Nebraska. You averaged 10 wins per year and played in 11 bowl games. Talk about consistency. Oh, that was beautiful. And those are the things. I mean, when you go out to recruit, uh, I mean, it was a fact that when we walked into the kids' house, I mean, we I had never – Hesitated to tell them. You'll, you'll, you know, if you're there for five years, you'll probably be in five bowl games, you know. Mm. And we're, 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 we're playing for championships. And when you come out, you'll, you'll love the people out there. You'll love the facilities. You know, it's, we, we have, it's a beautiful culture out there, you know, as far as the football world. So that was an easier sell than it is now, I think. In in this era, in this in this culture, being where we are today, how do you sell Nebraska football in order to help even come close to bringing it back to where we were? Well, a lot of the things are still intact. You know, I don't know how the transfer portal and all that affects graduation, for instance. If you we had the highest graduation rate, we're in the top percentile of graduation rates in every sport and grade point averages in the compared to anybody in the country. And uh, I don't know where that factors in now. Mm. You know, uh, Nebraska is still a giant. Nebraska is not a sleeping giant. It's a giant. Mm. Now, just to get it back into the winning ways is the battle. Um, you know, we talked earlier about the transfer portal uh, and going in and, and maybe signing kids from other schools, you know, that were that became great after their sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 
you hate to say it, but that would be a great avenue for Nebraska <laughs> to, to go and do. Well. Because no one can match those great. I mean, look at the facilities. It's still it's still one of the best facilities in the country. Mm-hmm. You know. So you got to sell the sizzle. You got to sell the facilities, and you 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 have to dig in there a little bit. You have to get in and maybe get a little grimy. Sounds like as far as if you want to grab, you know, somebody from it, because it is what it is. This is where where, where we live now. We live in the transfer portal. We live in the NIL. So use what you can to build the team up. I just think that we got to start building. You know, I've been around here. I haven't left. We have to start building kids like we built them back in the day where, you know, they come in as a freshman, they leave as a redshirt redshirt senior. You know, because 97, we had, I guarantee you, we had at least 15 redshirt seniors. You know, guys that have been around the program for five years who came in as a young uh, a teenager, you know, an older teenager, 17, 18 years old, and then left a 22, 23-year-old man. And I think that helped us become who we were. It helped us to understand pecking order. It helped us to understand how when young guys come in, because Cluster Johnson talked me off the ledge. I was ready after my second year. I was on scout team. I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this stuff. I'm trying to get up out of here. I want to go somewhere where I can actually play. And Cluster talked me off that ledge and said, do you want to be known as a quitter? And I didn't. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to finish. And I think, you know, I'm glad I did that because there were so many other younger guys that when they went through that situation, I helped them through it and say, you know what, I was in your same spot, but look at me now because I didn't quit. So we got to take a break, Coach. Uh, when we get back, we're just going to freestyle it, whatever you want to talk about, Coach. If you got some questions for me, I'm quite sure 23, 28 years later, you never thought you'd be getting interviewed by Rashawn Jackson. Well, you're always outgoing. I'm not. I'm not shocked. <laughs> you always had to gift the gab. Now. Right. Yeah. You, you got. See, I learned honestly. It's the captain on the ticket. I'm with Coach Sam's 93.7. McKinney's Irish Pub in the Haymarket is your place for English Premier League soccer in Lincoln. Through 23 matches, Man City leads the EPL with 57 points thanks to 18 wins, 2 losses, and 3 draws. They'll host Norwich City on Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Liverpool sits in second in the standings with 48 points, and they'll host last place Burnley on Sunday at 8 a.m. You can catch those matches and many more at McKinney's Irish Pub, your headquarters in Lincoln for English Premier League soccer at 8th and P. Acres Equipment, Nebraska's premier John Deere dealer. We support farmers, ranchers, landowners, local governments, contractors, and more. Largest inventory around, and we deliver. Precision ag specialists creating the highest yields. Mobile technicians covering the state. And we're there for the home team on game day. Acres, solutions for every field. Hi, welcome to Big Chain Bar and Grill. Can I get you a drink? Which game were you hoping to see? Doesn't matter. I don't know what channel the game's on anyway. Are you ready to order? Okay, here's a check. Come back and see us again, okay? Um, what? Hey, welcome back into Upside. Slow down and enjoy the game at the Upside Bar and Lounge. Comfortable seating, plenty of screens, a great food and drink menu, and no one trying to shove you out the door. Come in, hang out, and take it all in. 
at the Upside Bar and Lounge, open daily just east of 27th and Pine Lake. Rosie's Sports Bar and Grill has two Lincoln locations that are great for any occasion. If you're downtown for a basketball game or a concert, stop by their newest spot at 10th and P. Don't forget to check out their social media pages to learn about any concerts on stage at Rosie's. If you want to avoid a busy downtown scene, head over to the original Rosie's just south of 14th and Highway 2 for a feeling of your local hometown bar. There's plenty of TVs at both places and great food and drink. What are you waiting for? Rosie Sports Bar and Grill at 10th and P and on South 14th Street. Now what do we do? Football's over. The weather's crappy. Man, I tell you what, it's a perfect time to go car shopping. This is Carl from Price Right Auto. Come out to Price Right in West O and you'll find over 100 great vehicles at some great prices. With our non-commissioned sales process, we let you control the sale. We won't let you get a lemon since we back every one of our vehicles with our peace of mind three-month warranty. If you want a hassle-free car buying experience, check out our website, PriceRightAuto.com. Come see a great selection of affordable used cars on West O Street at Price Right Auto. Action Plumbing, Heating, Air, and Electric always make safety a top priority for our home and office. In under just one hour, their team installed the -the state-of-the-art air scrubber system directly into our existing HVAC ductwork. This technology purifies the air and reduces exposure to common bacteria. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra-low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra-low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from Hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Bacteria and viruses, creating a safer breathing environment for my family. Action delivers honest quality services we can count on. To learn more, visit actionlincoln.com. Today on Hey Culligan, why does your team stink? Here's Coach Waters. Hey Culligan. Yeah, my team stinks. Ooh, harsh. No, no, no. I mean they stink. They won't hit the showers because it makes their skin all dry and itchy. Coach, it sounds like your guys have been hit hard by hard water. You kidding me? Hard water? Yep, so let's call an audible in the form of one Culligan Smart High Efficiency Water Softener to get the smooth back in their skin and the stink out of your team. Okay, Culligan, I'm putting you in. Coach, we're already on the way. Go to CulliganLincoln.com and schedule your free water test today. Casey's General Store is giving you the chance at winning two free tickets to a Nebraska home basketball game this season. Stop by any Casey's location in Lincoln throughout basketball season. Enter your name into the registration box and you'll have a chance to win two tickets to an upcoming Nebraska basketball game. Every drawing will occur at least 24 hours before the game that has its selected winner. So make sure to get to any Casey's in Lincoln today for your chance at two free tickets for Nebraska men's basketball games. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's the captain, the ticket, 93.7. We're with Coach Tony Samuels. Coach, spring ball is right around the corner. 
when we went to spring practice and you, you're, you're in spring, what are you looking for for a particular athlete to do? What, what, what are you looking for him to gain out of spring practice, and how are you grading him? You know, that's, that's a real good question relative to now versus before. Um, with the transfer portals and all that, I really don't know how many new faces that are there now in, in Nebraska, for instance. But in spring ball, I think, uh, you know, just getting them to understand the system, the new ones that come in are, are going to be important. You have to do a lot more, a little quicker of a developmental system, more like an NFL team, mm. uh, according to how many new faces you have. When we were around, the people were waiting their turn. So in spring ball, you had so many graduate, and it was your turn again to step up. And in most cases, you, they understood what was expected, and they were just learning to play even faster within the scheme that we were running. So that's a that's an interesting question because I think it's different now. Yeah, what what do you do if you got a guy? I mean, some of these guys that's in the transfer portal, they're juniors and seniors, so they got one to two years to play. You know, do, yeah. do, how do they pick up the scheme that quick to play at a high level and not not think out there but react? Well, the beauty of it is, if you're a junior or senior in college, of course you've gone through some sort of development. Uh, stage in your life there in, in, in the football. And so now you just have to learn the system you're exposed to, but you should at that point have the work ethic and all those other intangibles to plan. So I'm thinking spring ball, even now with the different rules, you know, if you remember, we hit a little bit more in the spring mm. than you're allowed to now. Uh, so I, I'm thinking from a, learning the system and doing those things are going to be more important in spring ball. Is that softening the game? Well, it's changed the game. You know, um, the rules have, have changed the game. It's protecting players a lot more than it did when, when I was a player. You know, uh, I remember when the, the, when the rule was changed, I think it was my freshman or sophomore year, as a defensive end slash outside backer where the outside receiver couldn't come in and crack block you below the waist, mm. you know, just, and now, you know, there's a lot more safety measures that has changed the game in the long term for, for people like you and I that's been doing, been outside the game so long and that our bodies, you know, we have to, See what what damage was was done by those uh, violent rules or the violent style of play back then. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm not too far against that. You know, I remember when I when it first started coming in, I was a little hesitant about it, but it makes more sense now the way the game has changed. What what if any was your role in special teams? I really didn't do much in special teams at all at Nebraska. Mm -hmm. If you remember, Dan Young was great at it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he was the scientist. And he he did a great job with special teams. Is that an art, the art of uh, stripping the ball? Is that something you guys taught or the guys came with that? Because in this 
day and age, even with our – let's just talk Nebraska football with that defense. They didn't have a lot of takeaways as far as fumbles from the other team. Is that a technique you coach, or is that just something that came with the, the athlete? Well, that was a technique and a drill for mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, uh, the first person coming in to make a tackle may secure the tackle. Anybody else coming in after that not only secured the tackle, but they went after the football. And uh, there's a lot of different drills and how to strip a ball from a ball carrier coming from the side, coming from behind. If you're running them down, you're going to catch them. If you're going to punch up, you're going to punch down. Uh, of course, with the ends, I spent a lot of time with them strip tackling the quarterback, coming off the back shoulder on him. If he held the ball at his waist, and if we came in low, we can catch him and hit him with wherever he held the ball. So it's an art, and it's, it's a series of drills designed to force in that. Then, of course, you have to you have to have the time to emphasize stripping the ball. Mm-hmm. Technique was something that was drilled into us from day one. Um, and, and knowing what you're doing, a lot of times, you know, even myself being, you know, shorter, out there tight end, six foot, 245 pounds, I talked about playing with leverage. Grant Winstrom yep. was 6'5", but it seemed like the leverage that he played with was I've never seen a, a guy that big play with that leverage. How did you get him playing like that? Oh, we did that from day one. Mm. You know, I spent uh, one of my big discussions with all my new guys was how to win the leverage battle. That was a big, big deal. It was all about eye placement, hand placement. And we drilled that just about every day. And if you think back, any of those ends that you, if you go back and think back, they all had good leverage. Mm-hmm. Hand placement. Like you said, I'm just writing some of this hands stuff down. Cause hands and eyes. Hands and eyes. So, uh, if you had a rush in, what would be your go-to? What I mean, what would you teach them? Because it's again, when I go against the when I I can remember going against Trev and and uh, Dwayne Harris and Dante, and the one thing that struck me, Jared Thomas, Grant Winstrom, all those guys, Mike Rucker, was how good they use their hands, rip techniques, push-pulling. Is that a lost art? No, it's not a lost art. And that, you know, it's, it's a, in my opinion, I watched uh, this Super Bowl, and some of the same stuff is still being done. And it's just such a fine-tuned skill now. I feel like it's even more fine-tuned. But uh, – those hand techniques and those eye techniques. I mean, you watch Aaron Donald destroying people, but you really look at him, he had, he has great technique. You watch his hands, you know, run and pass, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll, you'll see it. You, you know, those are things that there's a lot of repetition to it, and those are the kind of things that we're talking about earlier about someone coming in as a freshman and being a fourth or fifth year guy doing it, and how how that progresses into such a fine art. With the way we practice at at Nebraska, um, Coach McBride was you know when I talked to him, he said that a lot of times he would allow the assistant coaches to go with the ones 
and he would go with the twos because he wasn't going to miss it anyway. He was going to see it on film. During those practices, would you go with the ones? And and were you a big uh, culture at, at practice or more film work coach? I was both. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever realized it, but you probably never heard me yell on a practice field. Not one time. Yeah. But I was talking to those guys with my eyes every play mm. that I needed necessary. And if I, they were so well uh, schooled up over time with all the high repetition on technique and effort and all that, that I left them alone on the field and spent most of the time in the film session making sure everything was the way it needed to be. And because I've always felt that as a coach, if I overcoached them on a the field too much, I, I was going to create a robot. Mm. And I, that to me was, boy, I want these guys knowing what they had to do, but also understanding the technique enough that their calculated risks inside of those techniques. What's, what, what would be, and it can be at any point of your coaching career, but what was the funnest game you coached in and uh, why? Oh, jeez. Man, you, you're trying to get me to rank stuff. That's hard to do. <laughs> now, no, I mean. I, I, I'm going to tell you what. The most fun, I had, there's two games. There's two games. One, you were there for the one. When we beat Miami. Mm -hmm. Because when I went to Nebraska in 1973 as a freshman, they were coming off back-to-back -back national championships. Wow. And one of the reasons I went there was most definitely Rich Glover was there, but they just won two national championships, and our high school team just went undefeated. And I was saying, yeah, let's go, go win us a national championship. And it, it didn't happen until 1994, and you know, all those years later. Mm. Well, actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and and think about how many times we came close. And oh man, you know, we either get beat before the before by Oklahoma or Colorado, or they, they took away our opportunity to play for a championship. So that was an absolutely fun one. And then the other one, as a head coach, when we beat Arizona State at their place mm. because we had no business beating them, and it was a great, great upset for us. It was one of the big upsets in the decade. You know, you birthed a lot of coaches, a lot of former players that you had coached for you that you put them into the business. When we get back, Coach, let's talk a little bit about why you reach back? I mean, you even hired Coach Darlington. You know, talk yeah. about time changing, you know, and, and reaching back and, and, and pulling guys up that pulled you up. When we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm with Coach Sams, the captain of the ticket, 93.7.